episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. Get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering nothing. I'm getting married. So <laughs> oh we are God. rerunning Tokyo Demon Bride story in celebration. Oh How fitting God. that we literally covered a manga about a wedding. So... <laughs> oh but this week, we're talking about Tamaku Cinema, and we are joined by our guest today, the wonderful Cohen. Cohen, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I am happy to come on and talk about manga. My name is Cohen Edenfield. I am a game writer and lifelong manga enthusiast. And yes, that is how I say the word manga. I'm sorry. It's been 20 years. <laughs> it's too late. Where were you when I was a child? Sorry. It's how my dad said it. <laughs> First year of the podcast, we kept getting emails being like, David has to start saying that word right. Never! It was like someone's like, I will become a patron if you start saying it right. And I was like, fine. <laughs> I'm not to brag, easily bribable. <laughs> I'm the heel of this. I also am the DM of a podcast called Skull Tenders, a D&D podcast about goofballs on the edge of the afterlife starring Casey Green, Jess, Voidberger, O'Brien, and Amber, Bloodberry Tartcar with music by Seth Boyer. You should check it out. Oh, man, that is an all-star cast. Yeah, we're having a hoot. I love the idea of referring to Jess as it's Voidberger O'Brien. Yeah, Jess Voidberger O'Brien. Yeah, like it's it's hard. Everybody's got two names now. Are you making fun of the name that her parents carefully chose for her? <laughs> no, no, it's for- <laughs> yes, I am. How dare you? We live in a society. It's a beautiful name, honestly. Yeah. Plus, it's it's easy to remember because it's the it's my favorite character from DS Nine. There at the end. I love it. <laughs> so. I know 2023 is generally considered one of the best years for gaming of all time. Ooh. What would you consider as a professional in this field the best game that's come, that's come out this year? I'm having a hoot. Uh, having a hoot. I guess I'm just, that's the thing I'm going to be saying. Uh, I'm having a good time with the first three hours of Alan Wake 2. It has taken me the entire time since it's released to get that far. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big Remedy stan. I like their, their business. It's on my list. I need to play Control. I thought, honestly, Ooh. when you said it's taken me like five hours to play the first three hours of Alan Wake, and I was like, talk about nonlinear narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In conversation with the player, in conversation with the fact that it's been 13 years, it's just good shit. It's good shit. Yeah, I'm trying to wait if I'll replay Alan Wake or not before I play two. I would love to talk to you more about writing games because like I've been trying to learn the Godot engine recently because Unity just completely shat the bed. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I should learn an engine for sure. I don't. I, I write in Google Docs and my big trick is I could then move it to Google Sheets. Yeah, but I'd still love to talk to you about like create like designing like the story behind it and stuff like that. Absolutely. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> None of us do. By the way, that topic of 2023, I'm actually going to work. I'm like building out my portfolio of data science projects. So I'm actually hoping when I have some free time, seeing if I can mathematically prove that 2023 is the best year of gaming of all time. Ooh. So I'm happy to share that with you, depending on my findings. Also, preemptively, the Super Mario RPG remake like that. looks. Oh, fuck. It's, there's too much coming out. This is unfair. Yeah, real happy about that. But we're not here to talk about that as much nope. as I wish. Let's get into talking about Tamaku Cinema, Woo! which is in all caps in my notes for some reason. Let's get into the manga details. So, Jordan, why don't you tell us about this tag team of creators that made this? All right. So this was written by uh, Yuto Sakata, who uh, notable people they were assistant for was, well, they actually weren't assistants for many people or any that were notable, but they helped Yuki Tabata with his Golden Future Cup winning one shot Hungry Joker. Which we've covered. Yeah. Now, is he the only one whose career didn't get destroyed by the Golden Future Cup? So uh, for reference, there is a golden future cup curse where usually people who win that generally kind of shit the bed as manga creators. Mm. For those who aren't familiar, Tabata has created a little known series called Black Clover. So his career is doing pretty well right now. Oh, yeah. I'm always seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of the most manga of all time. <laughs> and then, Jordan, who did this creator have as a sister? Uh, Yusaku Shibata of Zipman and Atsushi Nakamura of A Gravity Boy. Um, both of which we've covered. A Gravity Boys is interesting because they literally go into turning into a penis magic bleach parody at the last quarter of the series because the author knew he was getting canceled and he just stopped caring. That's always fun. Yeah, it's classic, right? We'll get into that, but I, I'm sure you guys talk about it. It's like, ooh, always interesting to see them being like, what can I get? What can I get in here? Yeah. Right here, like in my last two chapters and then whatever extra chapter they get to do in the final bone. Oh, you really know your shit. I love it. I don't know how that word's pronounced, but I know that that's what it is. It's okay. Neither do I. That's what it seems like. That's this phonetic pronunciation. Right. So I feel you. But no, this author worked on a little manga called Food Wars. Mm. Yeah. 
from 2012 to 2019. I'm looking forward to hearing about this. You, in your email, you were like, Food Wars is my nemesis, and, I, and you did not elaborate because <laughs> I wanted to hear about this on the show. I can make it quick. When I was moving from L.A. to Canada in, like, fall of 2020, just moving, getting away from it, you know, <laughs> as one does. When you moved into Canada at that time, you had to isolate for two weeks, and that was how they mm. kept it in the, they called it the Atlantic bubble. That was how you kept, that was how they had mm-hmm. zero COVID for a long time. One of the things I downloaded right before I get on the plane, I'm like, okay, I'm going to download 100 chapters of what is, okay, Food Wars, sure. And I'm reading on a plan. I'm like, oh boy, wow. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> golly. All right. And I keep reading it. At, at a certain point, it becomes like, well, I've built up this momentum. And when I catch up, then I'll have another weekly manga dropping on the Shonen Jump app. I've been looking to fill up that. Yeah, yeah. And then so I go, th- so weeks and weeks, just kind of like, and you know how it gets at the end. It's rough. And I'm just yeah. certain. I'm like, but I'll have that weekly one. I get to the end and I get to the fucking end. I'm like, this, this, this finished a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll very much appreciate Maxi B's thought where they explicitly describe it as a foodgasm manga taken to its logical extreme, given how one of the authors used to make pornography. And they explicitly say ran too long and ate up all its goodwill. It did. Yeah. I really got into the anime for that. And then it hit this very good stopping point. And then I was like, wait, it's still going. What? They wrapped everything up. Where could they go from here? And it's that thing where every tier above where the main character is, is, it has obscene, insane power and control over the world. And then as soon as the main character reaches that tier, that becomes meaningless. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like it reminds me of uh, how in Yu-Gi-Oh! the entire world is controlled by card games. Yeah, yeah. It is a thing that I know that we're going to be getting into this, so I don't want to I don't want to do it too much. Yeah, it feels cookie cutter feels like, OK, so what are we what are we going to make a story about? I know food, food, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. You know, it's Beyblade, but with crepes. Food, Yu-Gi-Oh. I heard that the one of the main reasons it really shit itself is their food consultant went on maternity leave and they just kind of tried to do it without having like an actual expert uh... in cooking helping them. And that would be like, no, no, there's not there's not secret evil cabals of waiters and evil <laughs> cooks. Is that where it goes? That may not be true, but that is my understanding is that it's like how Dr. Stone has a consultant. So it's like imagine Dr. Stone without an actual science consultant trying to do it. That makes a lot of sense. It's like process manga. Okay, we we really got to keep. Sorry, I don't want to tell you all what to do. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Cohen, by the way. I very much appreciate that. So, Jordan, do you mind uh, telling us about who the artist was? The artist was Shun Saiki. They were an assistant for something called Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs. I'm not familiar with. Actually, no, I am. Because, okay, my girlfriend got her brother a copy of Shonen Jump that had a Japanese copy that had Food Wars, One Piece. And I believe I forget what the third one was, but it might have been Hunter Hunter. Or something. I don't think it was. But anyway, I flipped through it. And first of all, David, it had Robot Laser Beam and Hungry Murray, which are both episodes, everybody. Yep. But it had this one manga that was basically hentai. And I'm yes. pretty sure that's the manga that it was. So that one is infamous for having the Bubba Tea boob. Boba tea. Where, okay, so essentially this is like an 800 IQ move. So what they did was the author had a character drinking bubble tea and he drew the bubble tea bubba looking like nipples. And then the <laughs> next page has a like censored boobs where it's like boobs where you don't see the nipples. But if you looked through the page, the bubba tea on the prior page fully revealed the nipples of the character in that scene. Holy shit. And that's like probably an 800 IQ hand time. Rock on, I guess. It's kind of insane. All right. And, and then though, Jordan, to tell us more about who, who did they have an assistant? Ryoma Kitada of uh, all caps, super H, lowercase x, Eros. I feel like the Eros is on purpose, given that this guy used oh, to yeah. make pornography. Yeah. I feel like that is also that title, like all caps, the word superheroes with an X randomly thrown in really just sums up a thing I have with a lot of problem that I have with a lot of like modern shonen manga, which is that it feels like, okay, uh, something that looks like it's from Hunter Hunter and something that looks like it's from my hero. Let's go. But consider the fact that the H also means hentai. So it's super H arrows. It's super hentai hentai. Super hentai x hentai. Yeah, Christ. It's amazing. Or actually, sorry, uh, if Kiritoriyama would be hentai hentai super. Oh, God, David. Respect to the SEO optimization, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I love how this offers series is just called a modest stack of hentai. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, my God, it is a series called a modest stack of hentai. 
Yeah, it ran for two volumes. Thought that was your summary for your notes. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was. Yeah, I thought Maxi B was just like, oh, and he made a modest. No, that's the name of the series. Legal name of the series. Jordan, why don't we? I, I'm really excited to talk about this manga, but can you just blitz through some of the little publishing details of this bad boy so we can get onto that? This ran from April 10th, 2023 to September 11th, 2023, never forget. It ran for 21 chapters and there was an epilogue and the series it replaced was Tokyo Demon Bride Story. Ironic. <laughs> that is because it'll be a rerun next week. Yeah. Oh, the series that replaced it was Kagurabachi, the meme manga. It was ongoing. I've heard about this. Yes, it's, it's going to be the next One Piece. I don't know. Have you heard about this, Cohen? No. So no. this is a manga that's not that noteworthy, but for some reason, Twitter is obsessed with it. And there's a whole bunch of fan art. People made fake anime episodes. Someone got like a voice actor from like Demon Slayer to make a fake trailer because he was like, I'm so excited to be playing the main character. And he literally made like a fake trailer about it. It's like it's absolutely insane. I think the idea is that Shonen Jump for some reason started pushing it. Oh, this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like I have a policy because my heart has been broken and I know that it is a self-fulfilling prophecy or it would be if Shonen Jump cared at all about readership of the Shonen Jump app which somehow I doubt that is not like their highest metric like I, I just have to assume that they're still like well no we're really going by the character popularity facts as we get we get 200 of them a week and that's what we you know what I mean like it's like there's, yeah. like, there's no yeah. you can't actually affect what is going to get made so I, I wait until I make sure that something's not going to get cancelled but like this thing yeah this is this is getting like a build king tier push fucking build king oh god build king oh ah the best manga made by a sex criminal i guess jesus mm, yes and not good and pro so it's i shouldn't even say that yeah it's it, we it's one of the worst things we've ever read uh yeah i legally cannot read a manga until it has 35 chapters <laughs> just in case we have to cover it so like i remember i was like counting down the clock until akane banashi had 35 chapters so i could start reading because everyone was talking about akane banashi that's the one that is about uh, rakugo. rakugo yes so that is fantastic listener you should check it out it is an excellent point of contrast for the manga that we are going to be talking about today in terms of passion process. Yes. Actually, that's a great thing to discuss. And then Jordan, though, so what's there at the same time? As this? <laughs> Kill Blue by Tadadoshi Fujimaki, who did a little manga called Robot Laser Beam. Now, Cohen, <laughs> have you ever heard of Robot Laser Beam? Uh, just this minute. What do you think it's about? Okay, Robot Laser Beam. Um, mm... No, you're wrong. Okay. It's about golf. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, if you have to start thinking about what the name can mean, you're you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's something counterintuitive. <laughs> I was honestly going to guess something like it's about making manga. It's a process comic about making manga. It's called Robot Laser Beam because the main character is autistic and can shoot a golf ball in a very straight line. Yes. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no. So that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> a series that started at the same time was Do Retry by Jun Kirarazaka, who did... Oh, David, he did Bone Collection. Oh, God. Bone Collection sucks. Yeah, Bone Collection is awful. That's one of those... Uh, Do Retry is one of those, like, well, we have a concept. Yep. It apparently only ran for two volumes and was a flop, so... Yes. All right. Uh, and then New Age Exorcist, which has one volume and is still going by Kota Kawaii. 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 I don't know the correct pronunciation. Anyway, that's enough. I'm Googling these to see if I recognize their uh, thing from the Shonen Jump app <laughs> that I scrolled past to see the new One Piece. I've seen New Age Exorcist get pushed a little bit by the Shonen Jump app. But anyway, let's get into the plot of Tanmaku Cinema, because we're not talking about those series right now. Hell yeah. Jordan, kick it off though, man. Hajime Shinichi is the head of his high school's film review club, which is just an excuse to watch a bunch of movies. And he is obsessed with those movies. By the way, genius, fantastic idea, reason to start a film club. Yeah. One day when he's at a movie theater, he gets possessed by Takahito Tenmaku, a ghost who used to be a screenwriting prodigy until he died at a very young age. He was working with legendary filmmaker Ryu Shirakawa, who is absolutely supposed to be Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maxi B gives us a list at the end of this of every single reference to his work. Yes, and Tenmaku was about to give him the first draft of his masterpiece called The Fang. But then he died, and then 30 years passed by, and Shirakawa is now also dead. Which, by the way, Akira Kurosawa also died, I think, the same year as Shirakawa, so there you go. Tenmaku has no choice but to have Shinichi direct his scripts, so that maybe he'll be able to pass on to the next world. While at school, Tenmaku sees the obligatory school celebrity actress, Himeki. 
Karakui. By the way, Cohen, I am now convinced that every high school in Japan just has one famous celebrity. Yeah. yeah, this trope has happened so many times in series we've covered. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was, I'm trying to think of like what else I've seen it in, but I know I've seen it in, what's that, what's that one where the kid can't talk? It's not Comey Can't Communicate, it's the one that came out before that. That's Comey Can't Communicate? It's not that one, it's, it's, the, it's the better one that existed before that. I can't remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. I do not care for Comey Can't Communicate, uh, but <laughs> we don't have to get into that. But yeah, he's, he, he sees Karakui and quickly rushes home to write a script. He drags Shinichi and like forcibly writes it with his body. Tamaku makes Hajime ask her if she'll be in his movie. And when Karakui reads the script, she demands to be the lead actress in this movie, which he will, of course, direct. Hajime eventually agrees to direct the movie and ropes the rest of the film review club into helping him. Popcorn David. Hajime and Karakui do location scouting to determine where the best place to shoot would be, requiring them to take into account things like pedestrians and the fact that they're using their phones. Karakui talks to him about the importance of understanding Nagisa, the main character of the movie, so that she can better embody her by posing in a bikini because I had actually forgotten that this was written by the guy who made Food Wars. <laughs> Because they kept being like, you're in your third year and we know what that means. And I was like, right, they're about to graduate. They're like 17. Nope. Third year of middle school. Yeah, because they do that. They have like a, the whole like sixth chapter of just is just bikini shots. And then like next chapter, they're like, well, you know, she's 14. And I was like, I don't need I don't need yeah. that. Yeah. What do you, why did you do it like this? Why did you do it in that order? It was weird. Ah, boy, if I had a nickel, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, everybody, don't read school judgment. No, Kretku declares that they're going to enter this movie called The Shore into a student film contest, which, unlike the Jump Award, has actually resulted in success for its winners. Hey! You mean like the Golden Cup Award. The crew manages to just barely get good shots despite their lack of money and experience, and Karakui takes takes Hajime to see her film a professional movie. He meets a director who's kind of a dick, but is mostly just protective of Karakui. He respects Hajime as a filmmaker. After all, it's not like he's shooting a film with Karakui in it, right? Dot, dot, dot. Right? Oh, they're doing that that very thing though. That's quite that's what? exactly that's, what's happening. You've whoa. made a mistake here in your writing of the summer. Talk about dramatic irony. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Can't wait for that to pay off. <laughs> oh well, didn't. <laughs> I told Re my fiance Rachel about dramatic irony. Now she always keeps pointing it out in things we see. Oh god. Because I guess I went in a little too much detail and it annoyed her about the concept. <laughs> I just, the audience knows something the characters don't. She's like, wow, I've never seen a piece of fiction with that idea before. You mansplained it to her and she's pissed. <laughs> yeah, I mansplained her. They go back to filming the movie and have to do a bunch of things like Hajime telling his friend not to act, but tell the truth, rush to furnish a room so it looks like someone lives there, and the sound guy having to make the soundtrack because he's in a band. Popcorn Cohen. Hey, just before their final shot, however, Karakuri's evil CEO mother, again, if I had a nickel, right. finds out she's making a low-budget movie and forbids her from doing it. I hope we can wrap that up in the same chapter she's introduced in. But Cohen, how is she supposed to live vicariously through her daughter if her daughter is acting in a low-budget student film? Right? Right, right. <laughs> and this definitely isn't the same character beat from Food Wars. <laughs> no, of course not. Oh my god, you're right. This is not the same relationship. You're right! Where the main character has to impress the, the girl who's achieved success at a young age and is also like 14. Maybe these guys shouldn't have made a thing about the best writer of all time. Ooh, right? It's, <laughs> it's, so that's so it's it's a tale as old as time. It goes back to like to, I don't know, Lovecraft, whoever wrote Revelations. Like, you wouldn't believe the shit I just saw if only I could write it down. But like, there's just this idea of like when the thing at your center, the center of your thing is a work of creative genius. Ooh, boy. Yeah, we, we talked about this quite a bit in the chibi. Yeah, you're, you're setting yourself like a high hurdle clear. See, what's great about Food Wars is that you can't eat the food. So, like, exactly, it's not a medium that works in manga. So you can just say, oh, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. And the reader is just has to be like, oh, OK. Yeah, but why don't we finish up this, this summary and then we can start diving. Into yeah. Crew manages to secretly communicate to Karakuri that they're filming literally right over there. So she escapes from her mom's car and does this. Actually, guys, that is not what happens to the film. She goes there entirely on faith. I was like, I didn't remember that part. She just kind of psychically was like, I bet they're going to film. It's an act of faith. It's, it's, it is an expression of the creative unity that has been called by the script and the direction. It's a nice final moment. It's, it's an act of faith. It's nice. I, I didn't hate that. Yeah. What I took it to be was they had artificially made it rain because they were like, wait, it's not supposed to rain today. And it was raining. And she took that as a, as a cue that, oh, fuck, they're doing this. You thought they had like a weather control device? 
No, I thought they were doing minor creative miracle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that too. All right. Uh, so then like they... these science fiction elements of weather control really threw me off during the plot. They mentioned how they have like how movies have like a dude who like uses a hose. Yeah, for a scene, they don't start making it actually rain. I didn't. OK, whatever. There is a lot happening in a hurry. Yeah. Right at the end there. That's 19 of 21. I was really sick when I was reading it, okay? It's fine. That's right. No, don't, no, it's okay. I literally just read it, so don't worry. Yeah. I'm just bullying Jordan as we do. All right. Everything is finished. They show it to Karakuri's pro director. He calls out a bunch of amateur shots and techniques, but commends him, the director, Hajime, for being able to get things out of Karakuri that he, the older director, who is probably the ancient age of like 22. Oh, God, that's so old. Fuck. Yeah, right. It's like they always give him that stubble, like a wound from the war. <laughs> Could you imagine being over the age of 22? Oh, my There's God. This... <laughs> I think that like mangakas because so many of them get like functionally dream kidnapped and they're like hey you're 15 this is gonna be your life from now on so they're all yes they're also it's because they're pitched to teenagers but there's this thing where like the grizzled old man character that you're gonna be connecting with as as you as you move through your life is gonna be like 31 and he's gonna just be like <laughs> like like with a limp and like a crooked back but maybe that's also just what a 31 year old mangaka looks like yeah did you know like Aron in like Final Fantasy 10 is like 32 years old <sighs> yeah, yeah. He's got gray hair and fucking drinks. Missing an arm. Yeah, or like Sid in Final Fantasy VII is like 29 or something, yeah. and that's like what Ancient is considered. But sorry, can you uh, wrap up the plus? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah. The movie is then brought to the student film contest, which Karakuri's mother helps judge, and Tenmaku is moved to discover that Hajime credited him as the writer Tenmaku the Ghost. The two agree to keep teaming up for years and years to come. The Shore wins best script, best lead actress, and the judges, they're just, yeah, there's this part where they're just holding like pile of awards, and it's like victory lap. Yeah, they're just throwing awards at them. This is actually a good ending. Happy ending. We're going to skip over the qualifying, whatever. The Shore wins best script. We got three chapters. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Cut to 10 years later. They made a movie called The Fang and then everything's great. Uh, this now concludes my book report on Tobacco Cinema. Please give me an A. Jordan, I give you an A+. Thank you. Yeah, good job. So let's get into it. So, uh, Kobe, would you mind telling us about the main character? Ah, you talking about Hajime Shinichi, the yes, movie buff who rates things on his weird scale of points because the director lacks confidence. Uh, not the director, because the writer lacks confidence in his yeah. ability to communicate <laughs> what things are good without assigning that. It's like, I, he's motherfucker is assigning power levels to movies. It's true. That would be so great. Likes movies, doesn't want to make them. We all been there. Hey. He's kind of bland. He is extremely bland. There is very little to recommend this character except that he has. They keep they keep like being like, well, he loves movies. He loves movies so much. He used to be sick when he was a kid. <laughs> the movies made him sick. He, yeah, he yeah. had some like ambiguous backstory about being sick that really didn't relate to anything. He liked to make movies. I also thought it was weird how he's like, he doesn't want to do this, but then he loves movies. And it's like, I don't understand how a character of his background and motivation would not want to be in his current situation. It's the classic, like, this is this is a refusing the call just because that's what has to happen. But you have to have a reason why he would refuse the call, which he doesn't. Joseph Campbell in the rules said you had to do this. Which is so whack. Like, you truly don't, actually. You actually don't have to do that. You can just have a character be enthusiastic. Yeah. I'm not opposed to this character, but I would say he is without any particular passion beyond... He's got Harry Potter yeah. problem. He is, he is an empty protagonist who is also a turf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great take. He has to want to do this because then otherwise there's not a story. I don't think we needed a ghost. Yeah. I'm not doing the ghost, but like, what if he had just found an old script? Yeah, that'd be cool. Speaking of that, why don't we talk about the ghost? So I'll dive into uh, talking about Tamaku. So he's a ghost. He poses us as the main character. Talk about a ghost writer. Am I right, Jordan? Hey! One of our favorite series is called Time Paradox Ghost Writer. Oh, yeah, that was so good for a minute. Yeah. First one to break my heart. I was like, this is unlike anything. Oh, that's why. It, oh, it's canceled because it was unlike anything. I am so annoyed with all the people who are like, it's about plagiarism. Oh, I can't support something about plagiarism. And it's like, no, it's about the anxiety of influence. Yes. 
it was the first series we read. We were like, I'm glad we did this podcast because we never would have read this if we hadn't heard about it, if we hadn't done. Yeah. And then it's been like two years since we read anything of the cult. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy, he is also kind of bland. There's not much to him. He's vaguely the son of the director. It's kind of unclear what his connections are exactly. Maybe the son, maybe the adopted son, maybe the guy that his mother had. It does the same thing that Food Wars does where you, we establish this character's backstory. Also the weird, the weird like, oh, this character's illegitimate. You know what? that means it's like oh I, I guess that's bad in japan yeah that was weird we're hitting that note again and also again we're revealing that backstory by just having people talk about it background characters rumor mongering as the character walks yeah. past well the series is constantly telling you instead of showing well we'll get into what i feel it's also oh yeah i thought it's kind of boring that he is actually as good a writer as he claimed he was yeah yeah no he's already he's already he's done legitimately the best script writer of all time he is a complete non-factor. You'll notice that I didn't I didn't mention him like at all in the plot summary. He basically exists as the catalyst for the events and then kind of just doesn't do anything. Which could have been like, well, do you read a, this is this is a throwback, but I just read it for the first time. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, I actually reread it a few months ago. When what's her name shows up at the beginning, and she's like, let me explain it to you. You yeah. As the sh- as the series progresses, she becomes pretty redundant. She just sits in the audience during the <laughs> tournament. Yeah, I mean, well, you need a Krillin. You know, oh boy, here he comes. Uh, you don't understand at that speed. That happens to all the women in Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> God, that's true. Except Genkai. Yeah, well, I, I just read it for the first time. I didn't know that it was like the soft launch of Hunter Hunter. And then I was, I was just like, wait a minute, this is just Killua. Hold on a second. This tall, respectable one is, is Mr. Leorio. In level E, he just straight up has Nen in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like later on, it's like, oh, they're starting to develop these weird abilities. I'm like, oh, OK, I, I, I can see him wanting to get away from the demon stuff. Wait, here. we're getting off topic. Let's get back into it. Jordan, yeah, tell sorry, us about sorry. the last main character, Mrs. Idol. Himiki Karakui. Uh, she is, you know, the high school idol that every high school has. She's the middle school because we keep forgetting this character is 14 years old. Yes, she is the middle school idol. Uh, She's apparently a very good actress. Probably of the characters, she is probably the most interesting. Yeah, she is actually a good actress. And I think I think it is kind of interesting what we get from her. Yeah. What's your favorite flaw? What's your favorite flaw she has? She cares too much. Yeah. And her mom, because that's a character flaw to have bad parents, according to this. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I like her, too. It's just I'm thinking I'm like, ah, she really struggled. Like they introduced and resolved her thing in one chapter. I don't know. Oh, oh, you forgot to mention she also has the goddess tongue that she inherited that (laughs) makes her the best at tasting. No, wait, sorry. Sorry. I'm looking at Food Wars again. (laughs) Sir, she's 14. The god tongue. Oh, my God. All right. I don't want to get put on a list by saying talking about a 14 year old's tongue action. (laughs) I was about to say. I am impressed. I feel it would have been very easy to make her a Mary Sue. So I have to at least say that she doesn't feel like one, even though if the series was about her, she would have. Her enthusiasm is a lot more interesting than the main character. Yes. She's like super. Let's make this fucking movie. And that was great to see a character actually have interest in the plot of the series because the main character. does. God, they really didn't need the ghost. Actually, the more we're talking about it. No. So I think now that we've really gotten into, I think we're starting to feel some hostility about some of the issues with this series. Why don't we get into why it failed? So, Cohen, what would you say is something that really stood out to you as something you didn't like about this series? We talked a little bit about the ghost being very redundant. Yeah. You know, Sailor Moon has needs a cat to talk to. I, I do get that that it's uh, Ryuk is kind of redundant in Death Note, yeah. except when he's not. You know, it's it's I get that your MC needs somebody to talk to, except them. And they love to do that bit of like, oh, you're talking to yourself so much. But it really is like this completely unnecessary element that feels like like here's our hook when it's like, what if you had, well, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. There's there's a lack of specificity in everything. Yeah. My favorite example of it is like early on when he's doing his points thing and one of his big points. That he's like, oh, I'm giving it all these points because of the, uh, it was an incredible use of the, uh, hold on, I wrote it down, Kuleshov effect, which I looked up. Yeah, what was, what does that mean? (laughs) I noticed that. When you cut different shots together, they have a different effect. So if you show a man frowning and then you show a child and then you show him smiling, it's like, oh, that's nice. And if you show the man same exact same shots, but you put like a naked woman and it's like, oh, he's a creep or he's horny or it's like, oh, food, he's hungry. And so it's just basically like amazing use of filmmaking. Editing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's even like into these concepts yet. Yeah, it's just like, you know, the main character is so fucking lame. Kim Peel has a really good uh, has a really good uh, skit on like the cool shop effect where like Jordan Peel is just like eating a sandwich and then Keegan Michael Key is just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Stop. 
stop, man. Like, he's just like freaking out over it. It's good. But yeah, anyway, Key and Peele, high recommend. Yeah. I also think that like speaking of film techniques, this series didn't really have any structure. Like, I think it would have been really helpful if they had kind of given us like kind of an outline of here are the different techniques and we learn them because they just kind of throw different concepts. But it's like, I don't really see how they fit together to make a movie. You know, if he had sat down and be like, you have to do X, Y and Z to make him like produce the movie. And how, here's how you edit. Here's how you write and stuff. But it's like, it's just arbitrary what we learn in each chapter. As a process manga that like as a point of contrast, I would point to something like Dr. Stone where Dr. Stone loses me later on when it stops doing this. Yeah, like in the America arc, it's kind of as soon as they're like every 10 feet, we're picking up somebody who has a different superpower. Uh, I'm just gone. Like, it's like I can hear a million miles away and therefore you can now make a cell phone. I'm just okay. But like at the beginning, when it when when things are built like this, just like very incremental, steady progress of like, okay, now we can finally make a piece of copper or whatever. I would have loved a like grounded process manga of like start with writing a script, like start with that. Yeah, I get that. Like there's a fear of like oh, we got to get it all out right away but it's just like spend an actual chapter on like talking about the script but is, there's this hesitancy to show you too much and i do think it's self-conscious because it's not i don't I, it's, it's the same thing with food wars where it's like it's very mercenary writing it's very like well this is what has to happen here in a manga yeah. and yeah. this is what has to happen here here's the three characters are in the club who won't get names until chapter seven and then each of them reveals that they have a convenient oh i'm in a band oh i'm my sisters taught me makeup it's like why weren't you making a movie already you already like each of these characters could have been somebody like show them trying to make a movie and show them not having the thing and being like, oh, God, we need to do this. We need to do this. Yeah, they could have had a scene where it's like they try and make it and they're like the script is terrible. It's not working. You know? Yeah, it's like, what's the problem? We need to go back. But because they are only used to operating from a, I think they're used to operating with a Goku. Like, it's like, this kid is already so good at cooking. <laughs> and they don't really know how to make it. And it's like, oh, I guess he gets all the shots right away. He doesn't need to worry about, oh, we forgot to decorate the set. Okay, yeah. well. Don't worry, we resolve that in two pages. Yeah, it seems like um, Hajime is just like, he gets it like immediately what has to be done. You know, like they manage to get the shot like immediately. Yeah. He becomes competent surprisingly quickly. We have like a little bit of uh, of the director at the end saying, yeah, these shots were am- amateurish kind of. But like, we don't get that while we're reading it, you know? We don't have a chapter where we talk about getting a shot and then like show the shots that didn't work and then explain the difficulty. And like as a point of contrast, like Akane Banashi, why aren't these like the scenes don't that they're shooting don't have much of a connection to the themes of the chapter? It's all arbitrary. Like the scene where they're like, oh, we have to set her room. What if it had been like, oh, bring a bunch of your stuff. And it's like, oh, she doesn't actually have that because she like her mom has kept her so busy that she doesn't have this. stuff. And she's like, wow, have I missed out on have I missed out on a child? Like do something there. Use the fact that you are doing storytelling. Tell a story. Maybe a little bit more of Karakui's in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also think just also we talked about we haven't showed like this series, as we mentioned, is constantly telling us not showing like it's that problem is you can't have the best script ever because the people who made this manga cannot write the best script ever or they would have done that and not made this series. <laughs> yeah. So it's constantly dancing around its actual subject matter, like constantly like, when are we going to see something from the shore? Like, I thought there was going to be a chapter that was just, you know, 20 pages of a scene from the movie. But obviously they can't do that because they know that the writing can't support actually showing us that much of the material that they are saying is like the best material ever. I also think they just read Goodbye Eerie and then just didn't get it. Yeah. Could not wait to bring up Goodbye Eerie. Yes. I'm just going to say it. You know, that's because uh, Chang Salman uh, <laughs> loves movies. Thank you for using his legal name. Yes. And yeah. And and like Fire Punch, it comes through so hard in Fire Punch. <laughs> Star <laughs> Wars was the big proponent to the end of this. Which is so funny that it's Star Wars died. That's the one that. <laughs> Which was right. Complete called shot. That's the one that's waiting. Waiting for it's like, oh, no, you, you don't know how lucky you are that you missed that. There is not a passion about filmmaking in this. No. no. There is a I read a book and watched a couple of documentaries on filmmaking. I wrote down some stuff that needs to happen. And it's the same thing of like, oh, we're doing a manga about people who are cooking. Oh, well, we better get somebody who cares about food. It's like, why don't you care about food first? Yeah. Why don't you make something about something you care about? Coward, I guess. Coward. <laughs> but you know I what guess- I care about? What's that? It's talking about some of the good things the series did. So shall we get into what it did well? Yeah. Yeah. So much like this topic, Jordan, I care deeply about you. What were some positives? Because I know you sent a big message saying, whoa, I think the series is actually not bad last night. 
Yeah, I actually liked how they went through the process. Like, I thought it was really interesting how it kind of built from, well, you have nothing. What's a way to make a movie when you have absolutely nothing? And now we have all these phones and stuff, so they just shot it with a phone. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I thought it was cool when they went um, location scouting, and it was like... That was like my favorite chapter of the whole thing. Yeah. Because it actually felt like process and felt like we ran into a problem, but we solved it in a way that got us a better shot. It's like, cool. Is the rest of this going to be like, oh, no, it's not really wanted more of stuff like that because yeah when i got to the end i was like that's it no nah, i want i want more of stuff like that i want to i want to read more about how to make a movie you know like at the end of this i was kind of feeling like damn i want to make a movie now I felt yeah. that too. I was like, shit. Like, I, I really think if they had structured things a little bit better, this really could have been an interesting how to to learn how to make a movie. Yeah. And instead, we sort of like get just a lot of like, and I'm sorry to say this, but it's a lot of, in, in this point, but it's a lot of like, don't worry, the beach scene is coming up. Don't worry, <laughs> we will be returning to the beach scene. Yep. Have no fear, creeps. Do not worry. Yeah. And then, of course, the art in this is extremely good, as is no surprise. And I do really like the fact that they had that visual metaphor of comparing reels to panels, because I think that is a similar kind of idea. But again, it's something I wish I had seen more of. I mean, I feel like that's the thing that sells kind of a positive is a lot of this isn't so much I wish they hadn't done this. It's a lot of it is I wish they had done more of this, which is honestly, when it comes to feedback, a great place to be. I loved the when they got the shot, the panels turn into the perforation. You saw the perforation for the film. Like, yeah, that is an alternative to the foodgasm thing that happens <laughs> in Food Wars as the like victory. I'm like, wow, this is I like this. That's nice. I would have actually been fine to never see the movie. I think that's a good way to do it. I agree. What's that movie where those two guys don't like the guy doesn't like each other in Ireland that came out a while ago last year? It's like Colin, uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, it, oh, yeah. the, the Banshees. That's I it. Think. Yeah. Banshees is Sheeran. So it's like guys write like the whole thing is like, I, I need to write this violin song and it's like no spoilers for the next three seconds you don't hear it okay pass the spoilers but like you don't <laughs> that's it's like if something is i understand not wanting to put the work in the thing on trial because it is not easy to do something like goodbye airy just yeah. like for, because it's like mm, but goodbye airy works because what you're seeing is changing and it is in conversation with the process and with the character yeah. Now, Goodbye Airy is uh, very much like a manga about making manga, but it's doing it on like kind of a higher level than just being a manga about making manga. I do think that this is about making manga, too. I, I see some self-consciousness yeah. in the like, we took it past the script. We did something better than the script. Yeah. Like if you take directing to be like art and like we put this comic together, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also agree that like it's good they didn't put in like a full scene of the movie because then it really would have been judged like I was like totally fine with them saying oh my god this is an amazing scene and stuff oh my god I really love this because it was more about how the characters are feeling about the scene than yeah. me in particular how I would feel about the scene because I'm going to be honest the movie didn't seem that good. <laughs> it seemed like a nice little short film. I mean, for a bunch of 14 year olds, it seemed like a great, but it also had a script that was way outside of its weight class. It also had apparently like a Stranger Things tier actor just like just in it, which seemed weird for it's like, yeah, you won everything. You got an actual movie star at your thing. Yeah, that's crazy what happens when it's like, oh, yeah, we had Tom Hanks do do a couple of scenes in our student project. Crazy. how It worked out really well. It's like how Danny Trejo will just be in any student movie ever. And Stephen King lets any student adapt his films or like he like writes scripts just for people to make fil student films out of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. But also like um, I actually really enjoyed when um, when they were talking yeah. about how acting works. That was probably like those were consistently my favorite parts of the series when Karakui was going into like, I need to get into this person, this person's mind. Or she'd be like, this person wouldn't say this. I can't just embody this character saying this in this moment. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I appreciate that it actually covered all of the bases. It wasn't just script writing or directing, but it covered acting. It covered prop use, making costumes, the sound effect. So you can see that they really were going to cover everything if the series had gone on longer, which is nice. I did appreciate the gestures towards filling out the world of like, oh, well, here's the intermediate director that he's is sort of going to be his competition as he moves forward. This, I can see some sources of conflict yeah. that they're having to share her time as an actress and then they're having to juggle that. It's like, OK, we got a good like three points of power struggle between like this mm -hmm. other director who kind of represents him further down the line. And then this mother, I would have been interested to see a little bit of the main character's family. I feel like we I did not see them whatsoever. That's actually a, usually a good way to tell if a series is like very well written is how important are the characters family? Because you'll notice a lot of series are like, oh, well, they don't really matter to the plot. So we're just never going to show any of their family members. But it makes the world not feel organic. 
doesn't seem like you consider your where your characters are coming from as opposed to what you need the characters to be doing. Yeah. It also would have lended to the fact that he's supposedly like a sickly kid, you know? Make his parents really overprotective. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe part of the reason he doesn't believe in himself is because he's his parents have always been like, well, and I get it's we only got 20 chapters of this. You know what I mean? Maybe they were going to that, but it also feels like show me some of that a little earlier if you're going there. I mean, maybe would it, we would have gotten more than 20 chapters if he had done stuff like that. You know what I mean? <sighs> I'm imagining with the whole rain scene and him like being sickly. What if like his parents refuse to let him go outside when it's raining out like that and they were fighting him? So it was like his thing. Oh, and she's fighting her mom and then they both just run to the bridge just on instinct. Yeah, because you, know, you always have the parents like, don't go outside without your coat. You're going to get sick. And he's like, fuck it. And he just goes out and shoots the scene anyway in the rain. And that like really shows him like moving past this and growing as a person and dedicating himself to the art. And then, like, getting out from under your parents becomes also, like, just a metaphor for evolving as an artist. Yeah. Well, we have moved into where it could have gone, which I'm fine yes, with. Yes, I was about to say, so let's formally shift into that. But yeah, so to continue that, I know you've had a lot of ideas about topics that you feel like you would have revised about this series. So please lay it on us on some of your favorites. Ooh, that makes me sound like a... That makes me sound... Ooh, boy. Uh, No, I mean... Take it slower. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rush to give your character a win really early on. Chapter six is a really interesting point for me, I think, in the story, because you, number one, it is the like, here's five or six pages of just the main character in a bikini, the girl. And it's like, wow, this is gratuitous. But it's also the and also there's a contest. And also I, I want to make this other script one day. It is a hard pivot to like, here's the stakes and here's TNA. Enjoy. Like, please read yeah. the manga. Please start reading the manga. It's we have a plan. And also the thing you like that I haven't been. <laughs> doing but here it is again it's distressing it's like how much of food wars was just succeeding because of that <laughs> oh no yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Take it slower. Like, there's all these references. Show me the. I'm gonna bring up Akane Banashi. They, you know, frequently, and is and is so much harder to translate. It's so much harder to translate. Yes. To a manga than filmmaking, which is like described in it that storyboarding. It's like you can show that process. They're still shooting it. Show it to me all sketched, and then it just comes into finishing. You know what I mean? It's like do something playful with the style yeah. instead of just this like. There's this hyper. There's this rendered like house style that is if a is in that like that specific style it is hard for me to start it on shonen jump it's very stock mm -hmm. like it's well done it, like for that style it, it's very much like the marvel house style where mm -hmm. it is like oh it looks like a comic that's what it looks like yeah there you go just nondescript manga right here well done it sure looks like jim lee drew it or you know yeah. in. it's like <laughs> based on the decade yeah it's like when we read stars David, it's, it's pronounced standards. Yeah, which I have very low. But yeah, I do think it would have been interesting if maybe not the short, if they had made like a really short, like they made like a 20 minute film for their first film project, which is absurd. So why not just, if you want that quick win, just have them do like a five minute one scene movie, you know? Yeah. And then you have your quick win by chapter six. And it also, you have a nice escalation, like have it just be something that's happening at their school. Have those yeah. be the stakes. Have her maybe not already be a fa famous film star. Have her be yeah. like, she's the breakout star at the school. Oh, she, but she comes across the script and she's like, did you write it? And he's like, uh, uh, you know, you do some stuff with that. He's fine. I, I mean, I'm back to the ghost not being in it. I and agree. He finds, he, finds a he finds a dead guy's script and he's like, am I stealing? Or It's kind of like Time Paradox where he pretends it's his script and he's like, what do I do now? There's no more material from this guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also I really like the idea of him just finding this script like it could be like oh he pretends to do it maybe it's also like he finds the script maybe he tries to go to like a student filmmaker and be like look at this amazing script and the guy's like yeah I don't want to do it and he's like damn it nobody's gonna make this script I guess I've gotta do it oh that would be so good like such a great like metaphor for like how it feels to be like well i'm a creative and i i need to get this idea out so i guess i have to get good at drawing yeah, or whatever yeah. which is like i know a lot of people who like that's how they come to stuff and be like i didn't see anything that was like the thing i wanted to do so i had to get good at it yeah i also think it would have been cool if like he talked about like the budget of the film club so what if they're like we're shutting your club down all you do is watch movies he's like no 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 we we make movies and that's like how he frantically yeah. shifts into this idea of being much more reactive to actually needing to make this film I started writing down every time they tried to establish the stakes as something different. There are no stakes. You got to make this movie to make this ghost go away. Oh, actually, you got to make this movie or the ghost will kill you, maybe. Yeah. Oh, actually, you got to make this movie so you can win this contest so that she could be in more movies or something. They also do not establish if this actually has anything to do with the ghost. Like, there are no scenes of, like, them shooting the film. And he's fading away a little bit. It's like, we don't actually know if that works. 
that crazy thing at the end where he says like oh actually i uh i haven't seen any of the movie in progress somehow it's like i, I thought you couldn't leave how have you not <laughs> seen anything didn't we establish that you couldn't even leave the room he was in yeah how did you how did you not see any of the movie i've been shooting for all summer or like he's like yeah you know what man we're gonna be working together for a long time and it's like well dude don't doesn't he want to like fucking pass on isn't that the whole point here Maybe he wants to make his own stories. Maybe that's where it goes. I don't know. I 100% thought that this was going to lead into him being like, you know what? I learned a lot about script making from this ghost. I can write now, you know? Yeah. Like kind of like a time paradox ghostwriter type thing. I also really agree. Like it would have been nice if like, yeah, they had made like a short film that was like a big success. And it's like, uh, it goes viral on YouTube, right? Like a surprise success. Like, yeah, it could go viral on YouTube. And it's like, shit, we, we weren't like super serious about that or whatever. Like maybe they did use a script that they found and it's like now they're thrust into this position. What I was really hoping to see going forward about this series was that we get to the next step. Like, all right, they made a really short film. Now they got to make a longer film. They have like a little bit more budget. Now they're kind of turning into like a Kevin Smith level project. Yeah, yeah. And they can talk about the additional film skills you need as you make a longer. If it's only one scene, you don't have to worry about things like continuity. Introduce a director of photography. We're building a team, man. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, it felt like such a waste to be like, oh, don't worry. We got three characters who can do all the things. And, and like, stupid. It's, it's just like, no, man, each of those could have been a whole chapter. Then I would have cared about them later. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a sports manga. For yes, exactly. So it works. You know, and unlike a sports manga, you can actually have a lot of gender diversity, which the series also <laughs> struggled with because there's, yeah. there's one female character and a male character. They make constantly cross dress instead of just having two female characters. The boy, they love to do that. I legit thought that he was a girl for like half the series. I did, too. And I double checked and he is he is male. They just make him cross dress. They're always doing that. Yeah. Speaking of Nagisa from uh, that's I mean, that's Assassination Classroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, now that I feel like we're kind of talking about our things, why don't we get into miscellaneous thoughts? Okay, let's do it. So just to get into miscellaneous thoughts, I had two little thoughts. I thought it was actually kind of disappointing that the cover pages aren't like parodies of famous movies when there's so many references. It just seemed like that was low hanging fruit. That was a little sad they didn't use. And I do want to say that using the ghost as a scout actually was pretty clever in the only time where the ghost element actually seemed to have mattered. Yeah, they mentioned briefly how he's like, uh, like the ghost is like, oh man, Shirakawa, he would make these amazing storyboards, you know, like right away, you know, just real quick. I looked it up. Akira Kurosawa's storyboards are incredible. He would hand paint them. I highly recommend Whoa. looking them up. They're awesome. Huh. Yeah, that's another thing where he's absolutely Akira Kurosawa. Oh, wow. I'm looking at these now. God, this looks like Van Gogh. It's real cool. It's like so impressionistic. Oh, I might be just be saying that because I see two guys in his field. I, you know what? I'm I'm safe with the Van Gogh reference. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. So I'm not the only one who's made that comparison. Okay. Okay. And um, on that note, MaxiB has actually provided us some details. I want to say that MaxiB provided us so much information we don't have time, but you can get the full fat version of their notes on the Patreon. But some of these they want to say some of the parodies include the series July Requiem is a parody of Rhapsody in August. Six <laughs> Beasts, of course. Seven Samurai. Raingate is Rashomon. Pretty good. The white beard is red beard. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing about how Rhapsody in August became July Requiem. That's <laughs> yeah. sort of the opposite. Uh, we have the Hound, which is Stray Dog, Endless Saturday, which is one wonderful Sunday, and Moikai, which is Mareaio, which to explain is it's literally a back and forth where someone is saying, are you ready? And then the parody title saying not yet. Looking <laughs> up from the fucking script of Tenmaku Cinema. Yeah. Also, like you mentioned how it was like um, it would have been cool if he was like finding new guys to like join the team and stuff. I thought that was going to happen because that would also be a Seven Samurai reference. Yeah. Where he's just going around trying to find these individual badasses to build up a team to like stop bandits. Or yeah. Mm. But no, 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 no. No. This is definitely one of the topics I think we've had the most fun just thinking of what it could have done. Yeah. It's kind of like um, Tobol Taisei, which is essentially the Fast and Furious for an ancient Japanese board game. For Shogi, yeah. Mm. Speaking of other things, though, for films mentioned appearing in this include Cinema Paradiso, The Sting, Tokyo Story, uh, which was parodied, I guess, as Osaka Story. Sure. <laughs> The Godfather, Taxi Driver of the 400 Blows, Paris, Texas, Linda, 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 Shawshank Redemption, One Cut of the Dead, Tangerine, which is the film that they are referencing when they say a cinema film that, or a movie that was entirely filmed on a just smartphones, but oh. because of the subject matter, they didn't really want to get into it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking at, I just read the summary. No, I'm reasonable. All right, go ahead. 
Yeah. Home Alone, Top Gun, uh, Promise Neverland, the live action, but they do show a panel from that it. That was so what weird. the hell was that? It did not look like it had been redrawn even. Like, I assume it was, but I was just like, that is like a one-to-one of the art. Like, that is so bizarre. We've seen that before in uh, Teenage Renaissance David. This guy, he was like drawing parodies and they look exactly like the artist. And we're like, this is like, it was like he literally just mastered Oda's art style. Kind of strikes me as like style over passion. Well, this, the, the art is not an issue in this series. The Promised Neverland thing, it almost felt like product placement for yeah. the, the Promised Neverland uh, live action movie out now on Netflix. Yeah, so ham-fisted to mention that. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah. I never would have known that they were shot, if that they shot the inside as a different thing. Wow. Crazy. You know who drinks Pepsi? Tom Cruise. <laughs> we need to find a famous American. Now, that actually would have been funny if they had to find like an American and it's like the American character that doesn't speak Japanese very well, but they need him because they want like like an American in their movie. This had kept going. That would have been like a natural thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Also, to wrap things up, the never-ending story and nobody knows. Also, Master Travosky, as mentioned in Chapter 15, is, of course, Andre Travosky. Tarkovsky. Master Travosky. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Yeah, look, it's Russian. It's okay. All right, what Jordan said, Russian director in the book about cinema sculpting time, he said, Above all, I feel the sounds of this world are so beautiful in themselves that if only we could listen to them properly, cinema would have no need for music at all. So he's like, get fucked. You didn't need music for your shitty movie, The Shore. (laughs) Okay, but sorry for dominating that part. Did you guys have any other miscellaneous thoughts you want to throw out? I think this creative team should split up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that I think that they they have fallen into a rut. Yeah. I think they tried to catch lightning in a bottle again here and it feels like I'm not seeing the passion here. I, I would be interested to see what they made separately. I think that's a great call. All right. Well, let's get into final verdicts. How's that sound? Yeah. So from the community, we have from Maxi B rated 10 out of 10 Maku Cinemas. Hey. That started really strong. Or a Paladin. And for Canes, ended up canned. Blamumu. Also watched Pompo, the Cinephile, y'all. Chemi Chems. Kino Bros plus Ghost Equals Few Lows. Chicken Warlord. Ace Offer Apparition. Apes, a tour adolescent. Dackerson wrote a haiku. Says Supernatural. Low stakes videography, but enjoyable. I think that's our first ever haiku. Mm. Diego. Cinephile, not Time Paradox writer, Ghost. There you go. There's another reference zz digital row making motion magic and still frames dude rocks dead twink force a cinephile into <laughs> filmmaking fluffs movies ghosts yet no ghostbusters jokes gorna iron spawn amateur filmmakers low budget short drama gray wrote oof 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 <laughs> wait did i say oof 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 it's kind of like buffalo 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 <laughs> yeah yeah isekai sensei wrote george lucas as a japanese teenager and then jordan do you want to read the rest of the ones for the community because we just have so many yeah captain clueless says tonight's showing is a real block bummer Lord Anubis, number one redhead fan slash mourner. Too chaste for jump to handle. Uh, loser says, movie making middle schoolers mollify managerial mother. Luffy0321 says, without enough fan service, the shore drowned. Pretty good. Meru says, ghost unyielding neediness, depress ambivalent movie maker, portal man. And Quentin Tarantino is a ghost. Real. Oh, I just want to point out that ghost unyielding is spells out Gundam. Oh my God. Nice. Holy shit, it does. Whoa! Have they been doing that this whole time? <laughs> Real. This the movie was literally ghost written. Yeah. Riley, paradoxically, a time displaced ghost rights. Hey. S Bubby, I can never escape Act Aj's ghost. Fuck. Scott, high schoolers make what they think's peak. Mm. Spike, ghosted by the Food Wars fan base. The Wolf, the Wood, the Trafalgar. Heartfelt love towards student filmmaking. Tree. Movie was so good. Trust me. Try attacks. Insert CinemaSins ding sound effect here. So mine is, you got a shore, don't tell. How about you, Jordan? Why is there even a ghost? And then how about you, Cohen? Made movie, but didn't move me. Nice! Oh, that's poetry. Thank you, Thank you. from Half Court. <laughs> yep. Star Wars, that's what I, that's what I sh- yell when I shoot from Half Court. I really wanted, there's a certain word I've not said this entire episode. I don't know if Jordan's noticed oh, it, but I, I really it. wanted uh, my six word summary to spell out that word. So I really wish it was a six letter word. What word is that? Uh, okay. Say it, David. Say it. Movie. Fuck you. No. <laughs> so finally though, let's get into flop or not. I feel like we might have split decisions. So I want to come on. What ultimately is your decision? Is this series a flop or not? Uh, yeah. I mean, in the, in the truest sense of like, they tried for something. I don't think it landed. I guess like not every story has to go on forever, but this feels like it ended before. I mean, it very plainly ended where they wanted it to. That's fair. How about you, Jordan? I thought it was not going to be a flop, but like the more we're talking about it, I mean, the issue is I was really waiting for it to get there because it was like 
When are we getting to the beach? When are we getting... Oh, shut up, David. Right? It seemed like it was really headed somewhere interesting. I really didn't want it to end. But, like, knowing how it ends, it's kind of a hard recommend, you know? Like, so... Oh, man. What would you guys... So, if you guys don't like it, what would you recommend? I still enjoy the series. I, I liked this series. This is not painful to read. I don't think it's the best thing we've ever read. You know what? I'm going to go with my gut based on how I felt reading it. I'm going to say it's not a flop because I really would have loved to see it go further. Like as it is now, I, there are so many flaws here, but I just feel like if it kept going, it would have it might have ended up somewhere where it actually like started working. So, ah oh, man, I'm going to have to say not a flop, but it's it's on the border for me. I respect that. And then, Cohen, what would you say someone should check out instead since you did think this was a- Oh, I don't, sorry, for me, I just to clarify, I don't think flop includes from checking it out. I, I love things that, like, that's some of my favorite stuff is like stuff that tries for it and does. I, I love this excellent, excellent podcast. But uh, Goodbye Airy does what it's going for. Yeah, that's the, that's the one to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, but I think that is, uh, that's another, uh, that's a process thing that I know people like a lot about, like a lot. And if you want to see like passion, I think I shouldn't recommend something I haven't read, but there you go. Awesome. All right, let's go to wrap up and uh, finish up the show. So I want to say thank you so much, Cohen, for joining us. This has been a total blast. I have had a fantastic time. Where can everyone find all the awesome things you do? You know what? Go to skulltenders.com and you will find my podcast. And that is what I would like you to listen to right now. Uh, It is a hoot and a holler. We're having a lot of fun. I think we are going to roll into a trailer. Let's hear it. Hell yeah. Stop necromancy. How? Yeah, that's what you're here to figure out. Bye. What? Fuck you. Fuck you? Fuck me? Yeah. Where's the drinks? <laughs> oh, hey! She arrives and she, let's say we got the tequila be killed for, uh... This grazes a hand. There's like 13 fingers on the hand. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> right there. I hate the pickle man. I want to uh, grab the barrel and mime as if I'm going to t- t- uh, tip it over and let all the brine run out on the ground. Oh, you're edging me, are you? Well, whatever. I, I let go immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate this guy. In the like the front of the camera reality series part, Doodoo's there and it has like his name at the bug at the bottom. <laughs> I go, I am here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's about to run into the wall behind you, but instead, right before it makes contact, six huge, thick horse legs erupt in a hexagonal formation like the legs of an ant and it crawls right up the side of the wall with the same speed that it was rolling along the ground on. The horse DNA is taking control. Fuck him up, buddy. Okay. <laughs> can I roll for how many donuts I do? Yes, you can roll for how many donuts I'll do you a do. D4, so it's not too much. It's a, No, it's, it's a performance check. Okay. Roll 20. <laughs> how about a natural goddamn 20? Fuck yeah! Fuck, all right. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Watch out for them, would you? All of them. The living and the dead. Listen to Skull Tenders anywhere and everywhere. Yeah! Ooh, awesome. And then, Jordan, I want to say props for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host, and helping with editing. David, thank you so much for all the work that you do on this podcast. If you've been enjoying the podcast and help us keep going, consider subscribing to Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. And also get a ton of awesome perks. Jordan, what are we dropping this month? We are covering Monsters with Teching 101 because it was a manga written by this unknown author named, I can't even joke about this. Yeah, it's, oh, it's by Oda. It's by Oda. You know who that is. It's fucking One Piece. It's actually a soft prequel to One Piece because it is canon. Was it in Wanted? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Love Wanted. I'm happy to send you, send you the episode. I'm almost done editing it. Oh, yeah, please do. It's really cool. Props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, Tumblr, Shonen-Flop, and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. Come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. You can even be sitting into our recordings live or listen to the 
Warm-Up Audio. Find it at patreon.com slash flop. And I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. Starting with our Dolphin Dads, we have Can I Suffocate Sean Tama with My Boobs Already, Jacob, and Rachel, my wonderful fiance. I can't wait to get married to you. Next, we have in the Ravioli tier, a name written in Japanese, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Chris, Eva, Karate Chopsticks, Trevor, and for our King of the Forest, we have 090Z, Bandit, Sue Jordan's wonderful girlfriend. He's just not here to say that. Chad, Shala Florine, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kirby Munt, Marty, Max Baker, T, T Wolfwood, and Jory. And a big thank you to our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. And then, Jordan, is there anything else you want to add? Check out Mission Ignition podcast where me and some friends uh, talk about a series that only I remember from the 90s called Vampires. That's V-A-N as in Nancy dash P-I-R-E-S. It may secretly have Gary Oldman in it. Nobody knows for sure. Vampires. I'm, I'm writing it down on paper and circling it three times. Go ahead. Yes, Start. thank you. And now let's go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as David's getting married. So we're doing a rerun of Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Tokyo Broken Pride Bridal shit. All right. This has been David. Whatever. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Cohen. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopper. Yeah. Keep flopping. And scene. Bye. Keep on flopping in the first.